0: Hello, my name is Samuel George London, and welcome to Comics for the Apocalypse. On today's episode, I speak to comic book creator and really nice guy, Randy Stone, about what comics he would take into a solar storm reset apocalypse. But before we get into it, I'd like to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Comic Scene, where you can read comic news and become part of a community of fellow comic lovers. To find out more, be sure to visit comicscene.org. On a side note, if you enjoy the show today, please leave a review for us on iTunes, Spotify or whichever podcast service you use, as not only will let me know that you liked it, but believe that it helps make other people aware of the show as well. Now, without further ado, on with the show. Hello, Randy Stone. How's it going?
1: Good, Sam. How about yourself?
0: Yeah, not too bad. Pretty busy day at work, but uh, all all the better for speaking with you. Um, And and thanks for for making the time for the podcast.
1: I appreciate you having me.
0: No problem. Cool. Um, So uh, for those that haven't come across you just yet, what do you do in the world of comics?
1: So I've done a bit of everything over the past few years. Um, I started out aiming towards being an a illustrator, an inker. Uh, fell into writing just as an excuse for a book for me to uh, ink at the time. Then um, just kind of stuck with it. Telling stories, coming up with ideas. I've lettered a bit, um, I'm a self-publisher as well. So I wear many hats. Uh, obviously self-publishing is more than just making the book but promoting it, getting it out there, printing, everything. <laughs> So aside from coloring, I've kind of touched on a lot of those different aspects of creating comics myself.
0: Amazing. And you're actually in the midst of one of your creations at the moment on Kickstarter. So uh, tell us a little bit about that.
1: So Bullet Adventures is a continuing series that breaks off from a one shot I put out last year called Just Bullet. Um, So we're currently kickstarting for the first issue of this new ongoing series. Uh, Basically, we've got four issues practically done. Uh, So I'll be rolling these out as we go. Uh, Hopefully the first issue can succeed and we can go from there. But they're basically ready to go and I'm excited to get them into the world.
0: Nice. Excellent. Um, And when this goes out, I think you'll have kind of just a few days left on your campaign, won't you? Um, So folks, uh, definitely go check out Bullet Adventures. Um, either by searching Bullet Adventures on Kickstarter or just by clicking the link in the show notes. Um, And where else can people find you online, Randy?
1: Uh, Social media at Altruist Comics. There's a Facebook page, Altruist Comics. Uh, My website, altruistcomics.com, where there's a web store. Um, But yeah, right now my focus is on the Kickstarter and uh, October 15th, man, like you said, it's uh, not much time left. So hopefully we drive some traffic there and everybody should love it. 100%,
0: 100% man that's awesome cool um so that aside um unfortunately i do have some bad news for you um is that uh as we've been speaking um the sun has decided to emit one of its uh biggest ever solar storms and that's uh, emitted an electromagnetic pulse across the solar system And it's hit Earth and it's wiped out all of our electricity for basically the next six months. Um, So that puts us in a bit of a precarious position. Um, And uh, my my first question for you is, what is your action plan for survival in this solar storm reset?
1: So I've been thinking about it a bit. Uh, Not that I'm a prepper or anything like that, but I do have a pretty good supply of food in the house. Um, Thanks to my wife, because she stocks up on everything. (laughs) So. Nice. We've got some stoves, barbecue, propane, uh, tons of water in the house. So, I mean, we can get pretty far. I know if we're talking about a month or so, I think we could do that pretty easily. Um, I guess from there on, it's just dealing with people. I mean, we've all watched and read the walking dead knowing that the zombies Mm -hmm. aren't the issue, it's the people. And if we've got resources, then they're going to come and get it. So I'd have to find a way to protect the family and our household. I'm not one to fight, so I don't know how well that. (laughs) Um, I got large supply of wood and lumber and stuff like that, just from stuff project I've done. So I'd probably build up the fences around the home and stuff like that, and just try to wait it out. Uh, One of the difficulties I'll have is I'm actually type one diabetic, so my insulin supply and medical stuff—that's going to be the problem. Um, I could, you know, ration my food supplies and all that, but. After a couple of months, uh, what I've got is going to be depleted completely, and even then, it's supposed to be refrigerated, so that'll be a problem. Yeah, for me. so you have to you're going to have
0: to do some runs to some some pharmacies, exactly, and I'm things. Not, I'm afraid
1: not looking for um, that instead of just hunkering down. But um, no, sorry,
0: sorry to put you in this position, Randy. <laughs> I feel terrible now, um, but uh, yeah, no. Um, sounds like you've got a good a good setup, and you can kind of get yourselves kind of um sorted pretty quickly with the solar storm reset um and you manage to kind of yeah put your defenses up and things like that um and uh one night you're just kind of you know um hanging around the the campfire um with your family and they start asking about comics and things like that Mm -hmm. um and the first question they ask you is what's the first comic you remember enjoying
1: so I got into comics back around 1990, and it was probably the Jim Lee X-Men stuff that really fueled my passion for comics. It just, for a 10- 11-year-old, it was just super cool. Um, and then moving into the image era. So that whole time in comics was just excitement. Uh, and I definitely remember those vividly, the X-Men comics, first with the Uncanny, when you launched the new X-Men. So I definitely go with that.
0: Excellent. Um, and how were you acquiring your comics back in the day? Uh, was it just on, you know, a spinner rack or yeah. was it a, a proper comic book shop? Or?
1: No, they started off, it was just at the Seven Eleven. Basically, I'd had a friend that would go ride her bikes to grab some candies and whatever. And I actually fell into comics because of Marvel Universe trading cards. I remember getting there. And then they had a rack mm. of comics as well. Um, maybe a couple years into reading comics, there was a comic shop kind of the next town away um i don't think it lasted that long eventually in high school i found a bookstore that uh they dealt with comics um kind of on the side their their focus was like used novels but they had a large selection of comics as well and that's where i had my pull list growing up
0: nice um and so when did you start to uh get into trying to create your own comics
1: i think that was right off the bat like that friend i mentioned we were making our own stories and uh creating characters and stuff um a lot of copycat stuff, I'm sure, but, you know, just making those stories, and it never really left, uh, throughout school, I was, uh, taking courses in, in art, my degree was in fine arts, and I kind of had the expectation that I'd be an artist, um, I guess not knowing that starving artist is true, so there wasn't really a career path there, um, I leaned towards inking with comics, I tried to break in that way, and then, yeah, just, uh, writing seemed a little bit, not necessarily easier, but uh, easier to fit into my schedule. As I started a family and had a real job and stuff, you could kind of come up with stories on your commute and that sort of thing. Whereas I couldn't sit at a drawing table all day long as as I would need to if there was any chance of success with the career that way.
0: For sure. Um, And then, I mean, the the wonders of, of today's technology, Kickstarter... Um, has enabled a lot of uh, a lot of us who have been kind of you know slowly creating in the background to to get out to a wider audience, basically. Yeah. Um, and it's it's just amazing, isn't it?
1: Well, it's a a great platform to reach more people because even if doing shows, like if I see a hundred or even a thousand people, which I don't think I've ever had that big of a crowd, um, it's tough to get that these books into people's hands. But Kickstarter's all around the world, and whatever algorithms they use to promote a big portion actually comes through just people finding it through that platform yeah
0: yeah no it's absolutely incredible um now going back to the campfire um your family asked their next question which is what's the funniest comic that you've read
1: i was trying to think of that i don't think i read too much humor i mean there's funny moments throughout books here and there i was trying to think of a really good example um i think sex criminals was probably the funniest overall um and again i'm not really thinking of any particular moments but just the letters column especially was just a great reading and constantly hilarious so i'd have to go for that stuff not that i'd be sharing that with my family i guess then they'd be asking what sex girls?
0: yeah right that that leads on to a whole different conversation doesn't it exactly. <laughs> and i don't know how old your children are <laughs> it's like maybe it's not the time yeah
1: The talk comes out of a Chip Zdarsky in that action book.
0: Yeah, right. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, dear. Um, Now, uh, switching uh, emotions um, quite a bit, Uh, what's the saddest comic that you've read?
1: I think overall, uh, Blankets. You know, that came out probably almost about 20 years ago or so, and I remember reading it a couple times back in the day. That was the first thing I kind of showed my then-girlfriend, now-wife, Here's a comic that, you know, it's not just superhero stuff, whatever. It's just very emotional, all the stuff that he went through. And, and I'd say that would probably be the, the saddest.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's actually come up a couple of times um, on the show. And uh, yeah, um, for, for listeners that haven't come across that just yet, can you kind of give us a flavor of what Blankets is about?
1: Uh, so it's written and illustrated by Craig Thompson. Uh, it's a autobiographical tale of him growing up. I think the concept was who he shared blankets with. So one was his brother when he was little, sharing a bed, and then um, his girlfriend later on. Um, yeah, I guess just weaving those two timelines together and just, it was completely raw, like all these emotions and stuff. So you kind of feel for him and the way that he presented was a really great comic
0: yeah definitely and it's um it's on my read list yeah. uh absolutely because as i said it's it's come up quite a few times and i believe it's got quite a backstory to it as well isn't it yeah yeah um it's quite a sensitive subject so it's, it's best that probably people kind of investigate that themselves but uh yeah no um if you haven't yet um Google Blankets by Craig Thompson and uh, find out about that. Uh, now, uh, switching emotions once he, once again, um, what's the scariest comic that you've read? All the most horrifying moments?
1: So horrifying and just the absolute, one of the best moments in comics my whole life was The Walking Dead issue five. Um, there's a scene where the first main character actually got bitten. Um, what was the, the page number? Page 14. Uh, I had actually bought this page, original art, from Tony back in the day, very early on. Um It so was exciting. Like, it was one of the two top moments for me. And it was just like, I actually remember cursing, and like, wow, this out loud when I flipped the page to see that moment. So it was like super meaningful and yeah, definitely scary to think of a comic that, you know, it's just a, a drawing on a paper and it still mantled, managed to startle me like that. That was pretty amazing.
0: Yeah, totally, man, and um, that's uh, that's awesome that you managed to get your your hands on the original. Yeah, um, I, I held on to it well. for many
1: years. It was super important to me, but eventually, when Walking Dead yeah. blew up, I ended up selling it, and that funded my first two yeah. self published comics. So that was pretty imp- yeah. important to me too.
0: Yeah, at the same time. So, it's, uh yeah, no, it's uh, the the circle of life. Let's say, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Now, uh, moving on to my favorite question, and that is, what is your favorite cover?
1: So I can go back to, as a child, again, Jim Lee X-Men stuff. Um, There's that one where he's got uh, Captain America, Black Widow and Wolverine. I mean, that's just burned into my mind. Um, Also, the gatefold cover to X-Men number one. I mean, that's just iconic. So I kind of default back to my childhood in that way. Uh, I could also touch on Walking Dead. I know we asked for one, but I'll, I'll kind of give a couple here. Um, issue nine had that cover where you're looking at the reflection of um, a, a zombie eyeball, um, and Rick is kind of like unaware of the zombie behind. Him. We see that through the reflection. It's just Tony's concept for that and the execution was just flawless.
0: Yeah, it's it's, it's quite a um, quite a cover. Um, that one, and there's like a fly on the eye, exactly. That's as well, disgusting um,
1: so cool.
0: Yeah, exactly. it's is, it is exactly that. Like it's disgusting, but you don't want to look away. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of wild. Uh, but no, yeah, those are, those are some really good choices there. But if you if you had to, re- if I had to push you and a your head, um, which which one of those three would you would you push in front?
1: Uh you know what? We'll go the gatefold X Men cover. Maybe even that's cheating because it technically was four covers
0: <laughs> <laughs> as well. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Um, cool. So uh, moving on to our next uh, question and that is what comic do you repeatedly read the most?
1: So to be totally honest, I haven't gone back and reread many books. Um, I've got a to read pile that's incredibly large as it is. So I'll get to those ones before I ever reread or run. Um, I know I read Preacher through a couple of times. The first Hellboy story I had, like I know when I was younger, I just, I could, I could memorize it. I was reciting the lines, like I read it so many times, but now I just, I don't really have time to reread books. Um, Like like I said, I'm not even caught up on the ones that I've already owned. Um, So yeah, I I don't have any recent ones for sure.
0: Yeah, it's, it's really difficult to kind of, go back to stuff isn't it when, when i mean there's so much yeah um so much to read out there as well at the moment i'm always surprised um, by
1: how many people reread entire runs frequently and like wow maybe i'm just yeah. a slow reader i just don't find the time <laughs>
0: well that's the other thing as well it depends how much time you've got um if you've got a you've got a family yeah and things then uh, yeah it makes it very difficult to fit those sorts of things in exactly. <laughs> Oh, I like Death <laughs> Comics
1: before I end up reading them, so...
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, now, uh, moving on to one of my other favourite questions, and that is what's the most meaningful comic to you?
1: So it's a bit of a cheat, perhaps, but my own first self-published book, Death in Comics, is definitely the most meaningful because it was a huge step for me as a creator. Like, I did have another book published by a publisher before that, which was also very meaningful. Um, To reach that milestone. But uh, the work that I did for Death in Comics, um, being able to do things on my own terms and finding a printer and sourcing out shipping and all these things, it just, I leveled up with that and I feel like that was super important. Like I know all the steps it took reading important books throughout my life to make me a fan and then inspire me to be a creator. They're all important, but this single issue, it just, it changed my life and my, my perspective on making comics and my, uh, I don't know, my self-worth almost. Like I, I kind of validated, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I can do this and all that. So I think that's my choice.
0: That's awesome. And yeah, you do—you get a, a, a proper appreci- appreciation for the creation of comics Yeah. after an experience like that, don't you? Exactly. Um, Not just
1: the book itself, but like everything around mm-hmm. it, like the behind the scenes stuff. Like you never really, yes. really would have imagined how much goes into making a book.
0: Yeah, and getting it to into somebody's hands—it's—it's yeah. uh, it's quite an undertaking, and uh, yeah, no, not not everybody appreciates that. So, if you if you're complaining, folks out there, um, go try and make a comic and then come back. <laughs> 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 exactly. Anyway, um, moving on to our penultimate question, and that is, what's the most underrated comic that you've read?
1: So I'd probably put Understanding Comics as underrated. I know it's it holds up in everybody uh, many lists on the how-tos and stuff of comics, but I don't know if everybody appreciates just what a good comic itself it is. Like it's yeah. it's instructional and educational and everything, but Scott McCloud does such a great way of pulling you into all the stuff that may have been boring if it was just a textbook and it is just a great comic and then the content is of course groundbreaking and uh, you know extremely useful if you ever want to make a comic or even just analyze comics knowing that side of things so i'd say understanding comics for sure yeah
0: totally and he, he actually i don't know if you know but he actually made it into a uh, into a ted talk no oh, no understanding comics have you seen that no i haven't no so it's it's, it's actually amazing he's, he's managed to kind of not exactly distill everything that's in, um, in the actual book, but um, he, he managed to to definitely get a lot of his points across. Um, and this was published in two thousand nine. Um, that that TED talk, so it's like one of the fir- very first ones, and it's on YouTube. Okay. Um, but what he does, he does a really interesting take on digital comics yeah. themselves, and just like you know the the mapping of of digital comics and he has these really interesting ideas that i don't think of of still not been fully realized right. as well so um you yeah, know that's it's a recommendation back to you yeah I'll um and, and the listeners um definitely go check out you can just put in scott mcleod ted talk yeah. um and it comes up it's uh it's it's really really good and he any and he speaks very very well um, I imagine there's a well presented. Like really,
1: wall behind them because so much of it is visual. Yes, I mean, like, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, 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 Very much so. Um, it's probably one of the the more um, heavy um, presentation slides, TED talks, particularly yeah. um, in comparison to these days. But uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's a really good one. Uh, now, coming on to our last question, if you could only take one comic into the apocalypse, which
1: would it be? Yeah, that would be a Watchmen trade paperback. Um, for one, it's just like a a massive, dense book that would probably keep me busy for quite a bit of time. Um, I haven't read it for a good twenty years. Like I know, I had it in high school, and I actually I was exhausted after reading it because it was just so in, like so much involved. Um, but I had lent it out, I think, in first year university or something to a classmate. Never got it back, so I haven't read it since. Um, oh, recently man. watched the TV show, um, and I'd like to revisit it just to kind of mm. see it again with uh, a 20 year older twenty years older eyes. Um, yeah, so yeah, I think I could get a lot of use out of that and keep me busy for quite a bit of time in the apocalypse.
0: T- totally, um, and it's, it's actually it's really good when you haven't revisited something for so long. Mm-hmm. So you know, um, definitely get on it, um, regardless of. Whether there's an, an actual apocalypse coming, because yeah. um, it, it can be quite rewarding, can't it? And well, also it can be unrewarding as well, because sometimes you can go back to something and be like, "That was not good." Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, but uh, yeah, no, you're you're fairly safe with Watchmen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, now, uh, the very last question: um, What weapon, tool, or useful item would you like to take with you as well?
1: That's a tough one. I mean, it really depends. Like, I'm not fighting off zombies or anything. Like, it's just people. But I figure an axe is probably a, an all-around good tool. Like, you're going to use that for chopping wood for the campfire. You could use it as a weapon, mm. it could be. Um So maybe that's the one I'd pick, an axe.
0: Bingo. Tried and tested. <laughs> totally. Fantastic. Well, Randy Stone, thank you so much for sharing your comics for the apocalypse. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you, Sam my pleasure um now uh for for the listeners one more time where can they find you online
1: uh, so social media at altruist comics facebook page altruist comics altruistcomics.com. and of course uh, up until october 15th the kickstarter for the silver age super speedster story bullet adventures number one
0: Go check it out um and uh, do you have any cons coming
1: up Uh, I just applied for one. It's the big one in Vancouver here. So hopefully I'll get in there and get a table. Um, Otherwise, nothing's on the plate. But uh, I usually do some local small shows here and there throughout the year.
0: Nice. And what's the one in Vancouver? Fanex. Sorry, what's it called? Fanex. Yeah, Vancouver. Excellent. When's that? February. February. Nice. So you could actually put in, get some uh, skiing or boarding in at the same time yeah basically wicked nice <laughs> i'll try and do that one day <laughs>
1: that'd be cool yeah it's, a good one. it's fun it's um it's more than just comics i think the comics itself is a pretty small portion of the show a lot of anime yeah. cosplays voice actors yeah tv stars cool. things like that. But it's a good time yeah nice
0: excellent well um randy stone thank you again for your time and best of luck with the rest of uh the campaign for for bullet adventures um and uh yeah you're, you're welcome back anytime
1: thanks so much sam
0: my pleasure you take care man you too bye for now thanks again to randy for being on comics for the apocalypse it was an absolute pleasure if you enjoyed the show please leave a review for us on itunes spotify or whichever podcast service you use as not only will it let me know that you liked it, but I believe that helps make other people aware of the show as well. If you'd like to check out Randy's work, I'll follow him on social media. Those links are in the show notes, along with all our own links to the various areas of the internet. Speaking of which, if you haven't already, be sure to visit Comic Scene's website at comicscene.org for comic news and other fun sequential art stuff. And finally, as long as the apocalypse doesn't come to pass in the near future, I'll see you next time. Bye for now. Thank you